Hello, innovative teachers. In today's episode, we talk about becoming a STEM teacher and what it takes to land that STEM position. Also, if you're already loving our podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This helps spread the word to our other innovative teachers who would love to connect to our community. Tune in for a great episode full of tons of useful information. We can't wait to learn and grow with you. The Innovative Teacher Podcast is created for teachers to learn and grow together and move their classrooms forward. Current K-5 STEM teachers Naomi Meredith and Spencer Sharp dive into various technology topics. They talk makerspace, STEAM, and PBL, and other hands-on tasks to engage your students. Every Thursday, they bring you the best in technology in the classroom, from interviewing people to real examples from our own classroom. They fully believe that being an innovative teacher is what will separate you from the rest of the pack. Turning your classroom into something that you love and are passionate about. So come join them as we try to impact the world of education. And now, your hosts, Naomi and Spencer. All right, welcome to another awesome episode of the Innovative Teacher Podcast, where we're going to talk about some different STEM interview and STEM position type of things today, which we're really excited about because we both were talking beforehand. We kind of felt underprepared mm-hmm. for ours, and we'll probably share some fun little stories along <laughs> our way here today of things that happened to us that we're going to make sure don't happen to you. We're getting real here. Like, we're, we're like <laughs> good friends now. Us. <laughs> And all you listeners, it's episode four, so you're getting the real yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So when we're talking about uh, STEM teacher position, what this looks like is going to be different in every school. But as far as what I would say a school is looking for or what they are wanting in STEM position is someone who is going to be willing to try new things, mm-hmm. um, is good with technology or fluent, I would say, um, and willing to try something that no one else is trying. Um, we'll talk kind of more about like interview questions. But as far as that position, I would say those are like, you know, attributes they're looking for. They're looking for someone who's upbeat, going to do something a little bit different and have that kind of personality, I would say. So when you walk in the door in an interview, at least I've helped interview a couple people for our school. I think you, when you walk into a room, you almost got to walk in with a little bit of swagger, so to speak. So a little bit of like your attitude. Yeah. And I've always said that, like, you kind of got to walk tall, you know, smile, let them know what you're about. Otherwise, if you come in kind of boring, they're not going to want that for a STEM program, especially if it's new to the school district. I mean, they're going to want someone that's just very, you know, different is going to bring that whole aspect to the school. And the other thing when they're going to be looking at in a position like that is what kind of asset you can be to the district. So like that was one, one thing me and my principal talked about at like our second interview, like she just wanted to talk, not necessarily interview style, but just what I want to do as far as a STEM program at our school now and what kind of value it would add to the school. So I think talking about that and appearing as an asset is going to be able not only for you to keep your position and get that position, but see it as something that they need, not something they want. And there's a big difference in schools when they're getting after school programs like you I mean you know how that is when you want to do an after school program you got to make that look like it's something that's going to add extreme value to school and to kids and to learning if it's just something you kind of want to do they're not going to go for it and I mean that's it's all about money when it comes to school and I hate to say that but it is 
So when we're talking about being an asset and adding value, you have to know your worth and you have to know what you're going to be able to add to a school. Otherwise, they're going to say, well, hey, we went this long without a STEM program. Why would we need to get one now? Mm-hmm. And I think with that too, you don't feel like you have to be the expert on every single little mm-hmm. thing going into it because no one is, yes. <laughs> uh, even experts aren't, but just make sure that you're bring that value that you're willing to learn and mm-hmm. that you will find answers even if you don't know them. And that's so true too. And I'm glad you said that because like a lot of times, you know, we get asked questions and in interviews or even by our kids. And sometimes I think it's best just to be honest, be like, Hey, I don't know the answer, but I'm willing to find out. Like, I bet I could let you know in this amount of time or mm-hmm. over this period of time. I know when kids ask me questions in my room and I don't know the answer, we Google it. Yep. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> you Google? That's, they're like, what, what do you mean? And I'm like, we do this all the time. This is what you do you know, this is a lot of people do this, you know, and the kids are always blown away. They're like, you don't know everything. I'm like, no, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever tell them when you're at a training, you guys, you're like, guys, I was at a training learning about things for you. Oh yeah. And they're always blown away. And they're like, did you talk about us? Cause I know I speak at them. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I always talk about you guys. That's for sure. They always ask me if I got free stuff. I'm like what? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you get free stuff for us to take home? Like you guys, no, like <laughs> I can't like give you all a robot. Like yeah. what? <laughs> that's, that's always my favorite question. Can I keep it? No, you can't keep the robot. It was expensive. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I had someone try to steal one. <laughs> oh gosh. That's another story for that's, that's a future Patreon. You guys, we got some stories. <laughs> so, so as far as like, tips and tricks, Naomi, what would you say is some things that they should kind of prepare for that they can prepare for? All right. So this is, I guess, like a basic interview tip, and then we'll get more specific for STEM and tech position, but um, wear something nice that, but you're still comfortable in, and that's something not completely out of character for you. So I have this one dress that I actually wear to all my interviews, and every time I've worn this dress, I've gotten the job. So I like can't gain any more weight because then it will not fit. <laughs> but it's like something that I would wear anyway. So like, I'm not going to go in with like huge high heel shoes and like a suit coat that like, I mean, it looks nice, but it doesn't, it's kind of out of character. Like you, you want to dress nice, but don't go too crazy. <laughs> you still want to be relatable for it. Um, but something you're comfortable in. Um, make sure this is a side side tip. Make sure you know where the front entrance is of the building. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Cause I didn't know. You had the same thing happen. Yeah, I went to the back. Oh my god! Yeah, it's because our school's like circular, and at the time I didn't know that. So then I went in the back, and they were like, "Yeah, you need to go out front." And I'm like, "It's a circle. There is no front." I feel. Oh my gosh. The same thing happened to me. Maybe you shouldn't look up where the entrance is because then you'll get the job. That's true. Yeah, maybe. It's good <laughs> They're like, I problem solved and found the entrance. Not entrance. <laughs> STEM challenge on my way here. <laughs> oh my That's, gosh, it's so funny that the same thing happened. Yeah. Yes. Oh it God. was, and I told them because they're like, did you get lost? And I was like, well, I just like. <laughs> came into a door and they're and I was like it's a circle so it's kind of hard to know where like 
front, back, and the side doors are, and there's like an entrance every couple feet, like most schools, it seems like. So it's like they're like watching you on the security cameras. Oh yeah, they had to be. Look at this guy. And I'm the kind of person I'm super early everywhere, so I was so early it didn't even matter. Like I was already early, and I got lost like too early. Oh my gosh. So there's a pro tip, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which way you want to take it. <laughs> um, so in your interview, depending on the school, but most likely you'll have an interview committee because it's a school and you're going to be working with these people every day. So really listen carefully to the interview committee when they're introducing themselves and what their role is in the school, because that way when you answer questions, you can connect with them specifically. So my interview committee, I think there was a couple of um, support specialists on the committee team, obviously the principal, assistant principal, and then my future teammates. And so I listened carefully what their roles were so I could answer like, oh, in PE, we could connect to this way or in art, I could, we could teach a lesson this way. So that way you're really making it personal, which it should be, um, to make it seem like you already are fitting in, you're finding a way to make yourself at, mm-hmm. be an asset as Spencer had mentioned. Yeah, definitely. Um, Oh, that was my time. That's bad. We're all done. Yep. (laughs) Um, Also, I feel like with any teaching position, whether it's STEM or technology, they really want you to have specific examples of lessons and materials that you've used or you have in mind that would work well. So the more specific, the better. I think mm-hmm. um, like they ha- asked me what would be an example of a primary lesson you would teach an example of a secondary. I think one of the lessons I actually had taught, but then the other lesson I had in mind of materials I knew would work well. So be very specific because even though you might not know everything, you need to sound like you're actually researching and taking the time to really think through everything, which you're going to have to do anyway. So be very, very specific in that question. I even, I even remember talking about that. I interviewed our art teacher position like two years ago. She ended up, she's going to a different school now cause she moved away. But when we interviewed for her, her position, we asked about like lessons and some people gave ideas and ideas. And she brought in like little notebooks, so, like two or three lessons she had prepared and just like hand them out. Aww. And I was like, that kind of made her stand out in a way. And I always thought like, if I were interviewed for another position, I would make almost like a little, like if you have time, I mean, that's not something you need to do. But in my mind, if you do something like that and I'm on a board where I'm hiring somebody, I'm like, wow, that person went above and beyond. They're organized. They know what they're doing. Like just even doing something like that, where you like print off that lesson that you have on hand. And that just actually having- goes into another thing I'm going to talk about. Like that like okay. goes well. Yeah. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, I'll go into that. That goes like perfectly with like my bonus tips. That's a bonus bonus, guys. <laughs> oh, that's a bonus bonus? Okay. My bad. I didn't mean to touch on it early. Oh, that's really good, though, but it's different. That's yeah, really and like it, it stood out in my mind. And like I haven't interviewed anywhere, obviously, in a, like a while, but I'm like, that's just something that stood out in my mind that I'll always like remember and think about now when I'm like interviewing other people or if I ever thought about switching positions, I would do something definitely like that. Mm-hmm. Um, any way you can like, in a way you're like marketing yourself. Mm So, I mean, you're, you're selling yourself, like you, they are investing in you, like a business invests 
in you. Like you were, you want to make yourself be the best. I mean, you, you're probably the best anyway. <laughs> you yeah, just like, need exactly. other people to know it. That's hard when you are meeting them mm-hmm. for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. So that could really help. Um, also have, along with the lesson plan idea, make sure you have ideas in mind on how you're going to connect and support other teachers. And Spencer, Spencer mentioned this in the district. Um, just even knowing your role, because you're in STEM, you're, maybe you're not even the tech person. I know oftentimes that is the case where you're the STEM person and the tech management person, which that's our roles right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but people are going to ask you questions. So how are you going to connect with teachers? Are you going to host before and after school trainings? Are you going to be sending weekly emails? Are you going to make video tutorials? How are you going to connect with the people in your building and maybe if um, what clubs are going to do? So how are you not going to be an island? Because that can be very easy to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one I should have mentioned earlier, and uh, I need to do this. But if you're not ready to interview yet, maybe you're thinking in a couple years, or maybe you even have a STEM position right now, update your resume every couple of months. Mine, I haven't updated in three years. And it's just, you do all these things. And then when you need to update it, you go, oh no, what did I do? What did I do? And you, yes. it takes like an hour to go back mm-hmm. on your calendar and go back through what you've done. So that is just something good practice in mind. My aunt told me to do that. I'm telling you guys the advice that I haven't done, done. So better than me. <laughs> I'm the same way. Cause I won't do it. And then like, there was, it was a while back, I would say. I got approached from someone in the state of Indiana to do, it was like a job at the time and they wanted me to turn in a resume. I'm like, I haven't updated my resume in years. And then I went to a, I went to like a website and I did it. And then they end up like saying they couldn't like afford to do it as a company. It was like a, it was like a STEM like company basically. And they were hiring like curriculum developers. And I was like, yeah, I'll apply to it. I was like, I probably won't take it, but I was like, I'm just having an interview in a while and it's good to keep those skills. Yep. like up and stuff. And then I was like, well, I don't know about my resume. And I'm like, I haven't updated this since like college. Yeah. And I've done so much since then. And I'm like, I just need to like, at least maybe even in a doc, maybe not make it look pretty, but just put yes. those things where I would want them and then go back and copy and paste once I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep track of that. Cause it's so easy to forget. And then it's, it just takes more work. Um, oh, yeah. But along <laughs> with your thing with that art teacher who had the little book she printed out, uh, having a, core or sorry having a course having a classroom website is actually a great asset to have either it's a classroom website that you're using with your actual students at your school or if you have a side business that you do specialize in stem and tech i was told that my interview committee actually looked at my business website um while i was applying for this job So like you really, if you have that, that you don't have to have a website, but it's very helpful because again, it just boosts up your um, asset of having you on a team. So that's great to have. And if you don't have a classroom website, I'm actually (laughs) launching a course soon. So keep updated on that of how to build a classroom website. (laughs) So it's actually tips that I found along the way that I will be sharing with you. So keep um, an eye out for that. And if you're on our email list, we will send that out too. But um, it's just a great thing to have. I mean, businesses have websites. Teachers should have a website and it doesn't have to be complicated. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it just makes you look credible, especially like if you were 
like if Naomi was applying and I was on a board of people hiring and she was the one person with this website and she had a bunch of articles on there about STEM, I'd be like, wow, she does know what she's talking about Mm -hmm. versus the other people that maybe didn't. And that's another thing I was even like, I have my own business website. So I feel like I would always list that, but I also thought about making just like a portfolio website, like on Google site and just having pictures of projects I do and things I do for parents to see and other people to see as I kind of do things with kids. I think you totally should have both for sure. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm thinking yeah. that's the best way to go. Cause it just makes you look like you're that much more into tech. Mm-hmm. You're ready for that STEM position basically. And you're willing to share your ideas and not mm-hmm. them. Yep. And it's good. Like for a parent community, having a, even if you just did a classroom website, you know, I'm not really saying go have a business. <laughs> like it, you might not be in the place right now, but then like you're sharing that with parents because parents don't no- normally know what their kids do during specials. How was specials today? Good. Yeah, let me say that's what you just said. Fun. Okay. So at least you have something to share. Um, and it's good to share with other STEM teachers too. I've seen some really good ones yep. for that. And then this one is like a little thing. I did this. I did it too. I was gonna say I saw this and I was like, I did it, I did it all. I do it right away as soon as I'm done, usually. I write like an email. Yeah. So send either an e-personal email or a personal written thank you note for to the hiring committee, hiring committee, thanking them for their time because these are teachers in the building who are taking time out of their day to come and meet you. And we all know that's very hard for to mm-hmm. teachers are busy. So just that little note makes you more memorable for that position. So how so we have this, we have all these tips. This sounds great. This is during the interview. Like, is there anything like people should do to prepare for it? Like beforehand? Yeah. And this was one thing I was kind of like the first thing here that I will say, I was kind of told to do this for any position, but like, look like in Indiana and I'm sure other states are the same way. There's like a website where you can look up like, you know, uh, student demographic, um, what kind of school years is, is it a title school? Is it? Yeah. So, I mean, most states have all those different factors about each school and I think it's so important to do that research because then if you know in my interview I was asked a question about well how will you incorporate STEM into a room you know where a community has this amount of kids that are on low income you know budgets or whatever yeah so I mean when they ask those kind of things I could say well based off these numbers and I would just kind of remember two or three numbers that I could reference and to them they're like wow he really went out of his way to do research so doing that research beforehand and just remembering like two or three small things during the interview, I think makes you stand out tremendously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what I always do is the first thing I do is I go to there and honestly, it lets you know a lot about their school, which I think is nice because sometimes when you interview, interview for a school, you have no idea what that school is going to be like. Yeah. Or even where it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Cause <that's>... like, <laughs> You want to know where you're going to work. <laughs> oh yeah. And like, since I live in Indiana and my school's like super, my school is literally in the middle like of a cornfield. Like it's surrounded by a cornfield. So people are always blown away by that. Cause I'm always like, it's so small. It's surrounded by a cornfield. So like, you never know where you're going to necessarily be or work and what kind of students you're going to get. But looking at those different numbers will kind of help you gauge what you can do as far as curriculum and supporting those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I was kind of told, and we were talking about this beforehand and so this is another, I don't know where I got this tip, but I've always used it. And I even use it when I'm taking like different tests for like my teaching stuff, or I'm answering different questions for interviews or whatever 
is repeating the question so that you have a little time to answer. So if I was interviewing Naomi and I said, what makes you a great asset? She would say, what makes me a great asset is, and then she would answer. And while you're saying that, it gives you a little time to think rather than saying, um, 20 times, like when you're asked, like, oh, um, 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 and then answering, it just makes it sound a little bit more clear and it makes you just sound a little bit more professional, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was something I, I kind of started doing it like my first interview. And like, ever since then, when people ask me questions in any kind of professional setting, I always do that. People probably think I sound like a robot, but I really don't care. No, we teach kids to restate the question in their writing. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason for it. Yeah. And that's, and then I get always tell the kids, I'm like, cause we make, we have like a little writing initiative where they got to restate. And I'm like, I do this in my everyday life when people ask me questions. And they're like, really? I'm like, oh yeah. And then they hear me do it. Like to people in the hallway, they're like, wow, he does do that. <laughs> I'm not lying. Yeah, I'm not lying. I promise. (laughs) Um, So another thing is like something you got to think about in an interview, I think is how you will like model your room. So, and I mean, we'll have an episode about this, but I think beforehand you kind of have to know like what that room will look like. What instruction will you use? um, What kind of organizational tips will you use or different techniques? So I think those things kind of going in, knowing those things is good because usually you're going to get questions more or less about how you're going to organize your room or what it will look like. Like I your mean, class you, or management, did they ask yeah, you that? Yeah. So like not only management and organization, did you get asked a question about like that kind of stuff? Yeah. Like how, yeah. How would you manage? Cause you're typically teaching all the kids in the school. So how would, yeah. Would you hand, yeah. hand behavior? Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, there's always stuff like that. And so like, if you kind of go in having like a different you know, strategy, maybe you learned in college or from a book and say like, oh, this author talked about this. And I really like this behavior. And I like this kind of instructional model. I think that just makes you seem more organized. Like I had like two or three different ideas. And I said, oh, you know, if this worked better for my students, I'd use this. If not, I would use this. And really, I think that just makes you look more prepared. So like those first three things are pretty easy, I would say. Um, And then the next thing is, I always try to think of what will make me stand out or you in this scenario as a person that's interviewing so like I always try to talk about something I either did or something I want to do that will just be different than what everyone else is doing and some people are like oh you don't want to necessarily do that because you know if you stand out too much or maybe it's something they don't like you know you might not get the job the way I look at it is if you stand out because you want to do this project or you want to implement you know 3d printing more in your school or technology more they're going to want to hire you because they're going to want someone on their team that's willing to like do those things Mm -hmm. kind of go out of their comfort zone. Like I know when I was hired, we were not one-to-one technology, like computers. Oh really? My school was like super old school. And I was like, yeah, like that's something I would like fight for. And then immediately I was like on a board where that was like something we did right away. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, I think doing those things just makes you stand out. Was there anything like you had like that, that they like were like, Hey, would you, you know, do this? They asked me specifically what after school clubs I would do. Cause I guess that wasn't a big thing with STEM. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I even said, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I was hoping you would ask me this question. Cause I got <laughs> lots of ideas. <laughs> See, and I think, and like that makes you stand out. Cause maybe the other participants were like, Oh, I would just do this. But the fact that you said you had many ideas and you mm-hmm. want to do many things makes them think, Oh wow. Like she's willing to go above and beyond after school. And yeah. not a lot of teachers are wanting to do that. Yeah, I, that is hard, but it's for the kids. It really yeah. is. It's for the kids. It really is. We'll do another thing I mean, on clubs. We'll, we'll oh, do yeah. clubs in the future. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that, I mean, my example of me standing out would be like 
they, I, I don't know how many people they interviewed. I guess I've never asked them for my position, but I think she talked to like two or three people, but like I talked to her specifically about how I wanted to do projects that would involve community and the school, which we're going to talk more about here in a little bit. But like doing that, I think that made me stand out because she's like, wow, he wants to build community in a school. So like in her mind, I stood out as someone that's going to take curriculum and make it towards community and student learning and growth. So that's kind of like my example. I like your example though, because you were really excited. I could even tell you were right there when you said it, you're like, I got many ideas. I got all the ideas. This is why we're doing a podcast because if no one listens, at least we can get it out of our brains. That's right. <laughs> so my as far as, <laughs> I don't even know my mom true, yeah. like, what is this? My mom asked me about it because she just got Facebook and I was like, you don't have to listen. She's like, oh, I will. And oh. I was like, but she's, she's actually a special education teacher. That's just like a side. Oh, so she might listen. Yeah, she, she might. She's getting close to retiring. So I don't know if she'll find it too useful, but maybe. 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 Yeah, my, yeah, my interview is very similar. That makes me feel good. Like they had similar questions, but oh, yeah, I thought definitely. I did not get the job. <laughs> yeah, you got to tell that before we go onto our social media, like we do, you got to tell the story because we haven't had put it in it anywhere and it's like a good story. So if you guys are watching this, you can tell I'm already like very animated. If you're listening to this, you might be able to still tell I'm very animated. So <laughs> I'm kind of all over the top. So I had the interview, wore my gray dress with my little blue sweater because that's the one that gets me the jobs. And then afterwards, I'm like freaking out. I call my boyfriend like, I didn't get it. I didn't get the job. He's like, what? Did they tell him? Like, no, I just didn't get it. I messed up. I didn't say this, this, and this. He's like, well, you can email them if you're worried. I'm like, no, because then that makes me sound needy. So then <laughs> I like, I had to go back to work that day. So I like had some time. I got a pedicure to like help calm myself down. And then I went and got a poke bowl which like kind of made me feel better. I don't know if I should eat my feelings. So then I like ended up finding like from my principal, like I had gotten the job and all that, but I was freaking out. And I think it's more cause I wanted it so bad. So bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm not normally, well, I'm not saying I'm normally not like that because I am like that, but <laughs> I was just like, I was so nervous and I had all these questions and I can remember what I said. So I think it worked out okay. <laughs> That's awesome. got hired. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And now we're here. So it worked out perfect. <laughs> we want to help you get hired. If this is the path you're thinking about, or you're just kind of curious what you might should be preparing for, for the future. Um, we have a freebie going on for this specific episode. So if you go to innovativeteacherpodcast.com slash episode four, we have a freebie. It's STEM and tech interview prep. I love that. It just has a good ring to it. I love rhyming. Um, but we have the STEM and tech interview prep freebie. And on there, we listed 10 probably most common questions that you will be asked for a STEM type position. And that can help you think through if you wanted to type it out and practice. Um, feel free to do that. But we have that freebie for you. So grab that and then tag us on Instagram at Innovative Teacher Podcast. And we would love to see how we're helping you in your innovative teacher position. 
So thank you so much for listening today, Innovative Teachers. We had so much fun. We love connecting with you and getting to know us better and getting to know you better. And we can't wait to see you in the next episode. The Innovative Teacher Podcast is created for teachers to learn and grow together and move their classrooms forward. Current K-5 STEM teachers, Naomi Meredith and Spencer Sharp, dive into various technology topics. They talk makerspace, STEAM, and PBL, and other hands-on tasks to engage your students. Every Thursday, they bring you the best in technology in the classroom, from interviewing people to real examples from our own classroom. They fully believe that being an innovative teacher is what will separate you from the rest of the pack. Turning your classroom into something that you love and are passionate about. So come join them as we try to impact the world of education. And now, your hosts, Naomi and Spencer.